Welcome, dear listeners, to another chilling episode of Murder, Mystery and Mayhem. I'm your host, Victoria, and today we delve into the shadows of a haunting mystery that has lingered for decades. A story that unfolds like the pages of a suspenseful novel, leaving behind more questions than answers. In the quiet suburbs of Dublin, Ireland, a young boy named Philip Cairns vanished without a trace. The date was October the 23rd, 1986, and the circumstances surrounding his disappearance have puzzled investigators, gripped the hearts of a community, and left his family in a perpetual state of uncertainty. Philip Cairns was a 13-year-old boy from Ratfarnham, Dublin, Ireland. He disappeared on October the 23rd, 1986. The circumstances surrounding his disappearance remain a mystery, and the case has puzzled investigators and the public for decades. Philip was a student at Kalashta Aina, a boys' secondary school in Dublin. On the day he disappeared, he left for school as usual in the morning. Philip's school bag was later discovered in a laneway near his school, but he never made it back to class that day. Philip was last seen by his classmates in the school corridor around mid-morning. He left the school premises during a brief break between classes. He went home to his grandmother's house and he had lunch. And he left our house to go back to school and that was the last confirmed sighting of him. His failure to return to school after the break raised concerns among teachers and his classmates. Philip's school bag was found later that day in a laneway known as Newlands Lane, a short distance from the school. The bag contains some of his school books, but notably the strap had been torn. The discovery heightened the sense of mystery surrounding his disappearance. The initial investigation into Philip's disappearance involved extensive searches in the area of the school and the laneway where his bag was found. However, no significant leads or clues were found. The torn strap of Philip's school bag fuels speculation about a possible struggle or incident that led to his disappearance. The disappearance of Philip has sparked various speculations and theories over the years, given the lack of concrete evidence and the mysterious circumstances surrounding the case. It's important to note that these speculations are not proven facts, but rather rumours, ideas generated by investigators, the public, or the public. Here are some of the speculations that have circulated. So abduction or foul play. One of the theories suggests that Philip may have been abducted or fell victim to foul play. The torn, trap, the torn strap on his school bag raised suspicions of a possible struggle or altercation. Accidental death. 
Some people have speculated that Philip may have met with an accident, either on his way to school or in the vicinity of the laneway where his bag was found. You know, was a car driving, hit him, the driver of the car panicked, grabbed his body, threw it in the car and buried him somewhere. But the absence of any physical or supporting evidence makes it just speculative. What about the voluntary disappearance? There have been speculations that Philip might have chosen to run away voluntarily. But it's less supported considering his age and the lack of any indication that he was planning to leave. Dublin is the capital city of Ireland, but back in 1983, Rathfarnham, I would know the area very well back when I was growing up. It wasn't a big hustle and bustle place as it is now. It would have been more kind of like, would have been very safe. It would have been more, I suppose, more of a country type place compared to what it is now. The biggest one was the involvement of someone known to Philip. Possibly a classmate or an acquaintance might have been involved in his disappearance, but there's no substantial evidence to back it. Some speculations entertained the possibility that Philip might have experienced a traumatic event that led to suppressed memories. This theory, however, is highly speculative and lacks any support at all. The theory of misadventure. That Philip may have unintentionally gotten into a dangerous situation, possibly involving risky activities or encounters. So I got with drug dealers or gangsters or gangland criminals or something like that. I mean, Philip was, was a lovely child by all accounts. He came from a very good family. He lived in a very good area. If you ask me, there was no debt by misadventure. And if there was, what happened to his body? Serial offender. There have been speculations connecting Philip Cairn's disappearance to the actions of a serial offender operating in the area. There's no evidence at all. It's important to approach these speculations with caution, as none of them have been proven, and the case remains unsolved to date. Law enforcement and investigative authorities continue to pursue leads and encourage anyone with information to come forward. Over the years, the mystery of Philip Cairn's disappearance has led to widespread public interest and discussions. But the ultimate fate of the boy remains unknown. The disappearance of Philip had a profound impact on his family and the local community. The uncertainty and the lack of closure surrounding the case weighed heavily on those who knew him. The community rallied together to support the Cairns family and assist in the search efforts. The case received widespread media attention, both in Ireland and internationally. Appeals for information were broadcast on television and radio. Philip's photograph was widely circulated in an effort to generate leads. Despite these efforts, the the mystery persisted. So I was one when Philip disappeared and I remember growing up in my teenage years and still seeing pictures of Philip in the newspapers you know when they're looking for new information or or the case has been reinvestigated and yet nothing. Over the years the case has remained unsolved becoming one of Ireland's enduring mysteries. 
despite periodic reviews and appeals for information, no breakthroughs have occurred. The disappearance of Philip has garnered renewed interest in recent years, with discussions and speculation persisting on various online forums and true crime communities. The legacy of Philip's disappearance endures, leaving a lasting impact on those who remember the case. His family continue to seek answers and the mystery remains an unsolved chapter in Ireland's criminal history. Philip Cairn's family has faced the enduring mystery of his disappearance with resilience and a continued search for answers. As of my last knowledge update, that was December 2023, Philip's immediate family includes his parents, Alice, Philip Cairns Sr., as well as his siblings. The family has been deeply affected by the unresolved nature of Philip's disappearance. The uncertainty surrounding the case has undoubtedly taken an emotional toll on them all. Despite the passage of many years, they have remained engaged in efforts to keep the case in the public eye, seeking information and appealing for help from the community. Alice Cairns, Philip's mother, has been particularly vocal in her efforts to find out what happened to her child. Over the years, she's participated in media interviews, press conferences and awareness campaigns to keep the case alive in the public eye. The Cairns family has appreciated the support they have received from the community and law enforcement, but the lack of concrete leads and answers has made their journey exceptionally challenging. The enduring mystery of Philip Cairns' disappearance has left a mark on the family and they continue to seek closure. Their child basically, in the blink of an eye, disappeared without a trace. Nobody seen him. Everywhere was searched for him. The bag was found. The strap was broken. I mean, nobody could disappear without a trace. It's not humanly possible. Somebody knows something. This is a 13-year-old boy who came home from his lunch break from school, which is very common in Ireland. I don't know about in America and also in Ireland. Most children go home for lunch. So we'd normally get our break in secondary school around half 12 and you're back at 20 past one. So anybody that lives close to the school within a, a mile or two mile walk would normally go home for lunch. In the 1980s, everybody went home for lunch. So he walked home from lunch and we take our school bags with us, for those of you that don't know, because we we don't have a lot of lockers in all our schools. When I was in secondary school, I never had a locker. So you'd either carry all your books that you needed for the day. But when we went home for lunch, we'd have all our morning books with us. We'd go home, we'd have our lunch, we'd put our afternoon books in our bag and take out our morning books and go back to school. So he just went home for lunch. He had a bite to eat. He was in good spirits. There was nothing off about him. Even in hindsight, they couldn't see anything that was off about him or like maybe he was worried or maybe he wasn't really eating much. Nothing. He had his lunch, He grabbed his books and he went back to school. But he never made it. Somebody knows something. A 13-year-old child in the 1983 disappeared 
without a trace. The only belongings that were found belonging to him was his school bag, which the strap was broken, which would definitely make you think a struggle. Did somebody try to grab him into the car by the bag? He resisted it. The strap broke. He fell backwards. They grabbed him, threw him into a car. There has been a lot of talk that a priest in the Catholic Church had something to do with it. That Philip knew something and Philip was going to tell. Nowadays, a lot of investigations have been done in the paedophile ring within the Catholic Church and a lot of, especially boys, but girls as well, have been sexually abused by the priests. Now, I'm not tearing all priests with one brush. But there has been a lot of speculation that either he was aware of somebody being sexually abused or a priest had sexually abused him. And he was going to tell. So there's a whole rigmarole that the religion book was found in his bag, so it had to have something to do with the priests. They must have did this. I mean, to, if it was a priest that had sexually abused him or had been caught sexually abusing somebody else, I mean, a priest is one thing, right? To go out and abduct a child, murder him, then bury him without a trace. A priest would have been like a celebrity in the communities back in the 80s and the 90s. I remember the priest being brought into our house for dinner and you'd get the good china out and they'd get the biggest plate. And they did that a lot because our priests in Ireland were quite poor. So if a priest was seen, I mean, most of the priests I knew didn't even have cars in the 80s, definitely not. In the 90s, some of them did, or there'd be one car to share between the whole house. That a priest seen walking around, people would have remembered, somebody would have seen something. Nobody seen anything. These were important people in the community. They were pillars of the community. Somebody would have seen something. That's all I can say. If it was a priest, because it would have been noticed. So if it wasn't a priest, what happened? Where is Philip? I mean, he was 13 years of age. And back in 1983, like 13-year-olds weren't even as witted as 13-year-olds now are now. You know, they were a lot more kind of sheltered and a lot more innocent. Somebody out there knows what happened to Philip Cairns. Without a doubt. And I'd like to know what happened to him. This case is, I was one when Philip disappeared. I am 42 now or 41 now. I'm not really sure what age I am, actually. We all know something happened. There's never been any evidence proven what happened to Phillips. Nobody has come forward. There's been no like, like Jim Bob down the road kind of did it. Nothing like that. All there has been is speculation that maybe it was a gang. Maybe he ran away. Very doubtful. Now in Ireland, we, we, we don't have a lot of missing persons cases compared to other countries in the world, but we do have some and, there has been the disappearing triangle in Ireland where a lot of women had, had disappeared and never been seen again. They reckon they know who did it. He was in prison for another crime. He kind of be, could be connected to all those. I'll do another podcast that on another day. Definitely I will. But this is nothing to do with Philip Cairns because they were all women who disappeared. And this guy was like, like a psycho serial killer rapist, like, you know, um, genuinely, 
he was caught in the act kidnapping another woman and horrible I'll, I'll definitely do a podcast on that in the future but it's nothing to do with Philip we don't have we have a few missing children's cases but again they're all considered to be murdered children here in Ireland um, that would be media known and widespread like and decades later they've never been found so as always, thank you for joining us on this deep dive into the disappearance of Philip Cairns. If you know anything at all about this case, I plead with you to contact Ratfarnham Garda Station or any Garda Station, even your local one. If you know somebody that would have been in the area of Ratfarnham in 1983, kind of after an incident like this, if you'd murdered somebody or accidentally killed somebody with a car, you're you're going to go through difficulties. Maybe drink too much. Maybe maybe lose your job, your marriage. If that did happen and it was an accident, somebody knows something. So please contact your local Garda station or the Ratfarnham Garda station here in Dublin, Ireland, and let them know what you know. Be sure to to subscribe to Victoria's Murder, Mystery, and Mayhem. For more thought-provoking stories that capture the complexities of the human experience. Until next time, this is Victoria signing off.